This is Breaking the News with Dan and Jordan. This episode is brought to you by Raptor Child Care. Terrifyingly taking care of children. Vicious velociraptors, make sure your kids stay safe. And now, our top stories. Breaking news. We have an exclusive look at the brand new Mortal Kombat trailer. As you can see, it is a beautiful lime green trailer. It has a very spacious indoor capacity, so many people can be seated at once while it is driving or while it is parked. It also has a lovely platform suited for combat or a cookout. I really like how there's an awning covering that cookout slash Mortal Kombat area. I think that's going to make for a lot better fighting and a lot better cookouts. Who likes to see a fight that's taking place in the rain, everybody's slipping and sliding around? Equally, who likes to see a barbecue when it's raining, all the meat getting drenched with water? This is a great solution. I agree with you, Dan. I think this trailer is something that people are very excited to see. And when it finally hits the road, people are going to be traveling in style and fighting in even more style. The Mortal Kombat trailer has been slated to do a cross-country ride over the next three months. Breaking news in the world of reunited parents. Jordan, as you know, I was raised by wolves. Mm -hmm. I had a pretty standard childhood very similar to most other people's out there. But what I had that was different from other children was I had to leave the forest and leave my wolf parents behind to move into human civilization. Well, Dan, I think that you have transitioned very well. You're a functional member of society. And Thank you. with the exception of the occasional howling at the moon or gnashing and gnawing your teeth, I think that you are a pretty normal person. Well, thank you very much, Jordan, and I think the same thing, but I had a stark reminder that I'm not like everybody else when my wolf parents tracked me down and showed up at my apartment last night. My goodness. Now, now Dan, I have a question. Did they track you down by going through the agency that, that took care of all this, or did they use their senses by following your prints and sniffing you out? That's correct, Jordan. They smelled my smell in the air, and honed right in on my apartment. They knew right away that it was me, and so I now am housing my wolf parents at my home. Family reunions are a beautiful thing. You should just be thankful that you're not stuck with your wolf in-laws. Tell me about it. Breaking news in the world of dogs. Dan, we've covered a few stories on this program, and our viewers will know this as well, about how dogs have infiltrated various groups. Yes. We've seen dogs infiltrate a lion pride. We've seen dogs infiltrate cats. But what we have recently discovered and what scientists have found is that going back to the Jurassic period, dogs were actually infiltrating packs of Tyrannosaurus rexes. This explains a whole lot, Jordan. I know that often at sites where they find T-Rex bones, they will find teeny tiny little chihuahua skeletons, and archaeologists have just been mystified. 
paleontologists as well who study this kind of thing. They've also been mystified. Yes, as have dog breeders. And one of the most shocking things is the recent discovery of a Jurassic period golden retriever who was covered in amber, covered in sap, and recently found out of place in the archaeological bone record. Usually when you think of dogs in reference to bone records, it's how many bones they've eaten and the great number that they can consume at once. Mm-hmm. This story also makes me reconsider some of the deleted scenes on the DVD to the movie Jurassic Park. I always wondered why Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler there, when they craned their neck up to look at the Brontosaurus, there was another scene afterwards where they craned their neck back downwards to look at a little schnauzer. Didn't seem to fit. But now I understand why. And actually, if you view Jurassic Park again, if you listen critically with your ears, you will notice that underneath the entire film, you can faintly hear a dog barking for the entire two-hour, 13-minute runtime. Breaking news now. In the world of historical presidential assassinations. For many years, scientists have believed that John Wilkes Booth is responsible for killing Abraham Lincoln while he enjoyed a play at the theater. Startling new evidence now suggests that Abraham Lincoln was in fact a T-1000 liquid metal cybernetic organism sent back from the future. To do what? We don't know. But John Wilkes Booth was merely attempting to save the human race. Well, this paints that historical event in a different light. It does. John Wilkes Booth as potentially a savior of humanity? Who knew? When you look back at it in hindsight, knowing that Lincoln was a Terminator robot, it makes a lot more sense. For instance, there's the famous speech he gave at Gettysburg, and then he turned his arms into two large machetes and started impaling people in the crowd. That was a sign that he was a T-1000 robot. Another sign was when he morphed into his opponent in front of the Senate and then morphed back very hastily like he'd revealed himself. Now that you say it, I guess I can see the connection, although at the time when I was learning about these things in school, I thought it was just him displaying his power as a patriot. Breaking news now in the world of playgrounds. Through a bureaucratic mishap, all of the nation's playgrounds, sand pits, have been replaced with beer. Now, of course, children have been jumping on the slide and sliding right into these newly established beer pits rather than a sand pit, and they've been having a great time. Although, the nation's alcoholics are now battling children for control of the beer. Hmm, I see. I assumed when you first started the story that the children would just be having fun splashing around in the beer, but I imagine some of it must get in their mouths and they'll get a taste for it after a while and vigorously defend those beer pools they're now in control of. A lot of parents thought that they could take their children to one of these beer pools, beer pits, let them kind of parent the child while the actual parents enjoy their day. But as it turns out, beer can potentially, scientists say, have some sort of ill health effects on a child, although this science is not settled. More study will be needed to be done on this issue. We go now to a crime update. And this particular update is in regards to time travel crime. And this report is being brought to you by Justin DeVoe. Justin? 
Thanks, Jordan. This is Justin DeVoe reporting from outside the Henderson Time Travel Center, where we have had a surge in time travel crime. I uh, have spoken to several of the time cops who are attempting to stop a lot of these thefts and robberies. What is basically happening is uh, time travelers are stealing artifacts, burying them in a place where they know they can get them, and then going and digging those things up and claiming the money. So these time cops are bravely stepping back in time to stop them. The only result has been a absurgence in children being born that look an awful lot like these time cops. We think that might just be a coincidence, possibly something to do with space-time anomalies. The time cops say they're looking into it and say that it is in no way having anything to do with the fact that they're, you know, hooking up with ladies back in history. But anyway, the stem of robberies has lessened, though. There are still some major perpetrators out there. Thank you for that report, Justin. Thank you. We turn now to an expert interview. Alien abduction. It happens all the time. But my particular guest on today's show has a little bit of a different perspective. Because when it comes to alien abductions... He abducts aliens. My guest is Dan Moser. Dan, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. A lot of other shows turned down my requests to be interviewed. Say I'm a beginner. I've never abducted an alien before. Do I travel out into space or do I wait for an alien to visit Earth and try to club one over the head? Okay, I'm glad you asked this question. Number one, I would start by abducting human beings. It's an easy way to get your feet into the world of kidnapping without the high stakes risk of heading into space to get an alien or buying a special alien clubbing club to club them over the head. That would be my first piece of advice. My second piece of advice would be to never engage aliens on their home turf. When you're in space, an alien has all the advantages. It has a large starship. It has the ability to put on a, some sort of spacesuit and breathe outside. They can use teleporters, rays, all kinds of things to just make kidnapping an awful chore. But if you wait for an alien to beam down to Earth, suddenly they're on your territory. And when you drop out of a tree with a club and bonk them over their large head, they have no way to defend themselves. I'm glad you mentioned beams because it's a perfect segue into my next question. Aliens will use many types of beams, most notably a tractor beam. And of course, us humans, while we don't have access to that technology, we do have access to tractors. Are those used in some way when it comes to abducting these beings? While tractors are often around in the fields where I find myself abducting aliens, they serve no use in the abduction process. Makes sense, because aliens do visit farms a lot. That's often where you'll find a crop circle. Mm -hmm. Now, Dan... When it comes to these abductions, do you have to bait the alien in some way, say, dressing up in some sort of costume to entice the alien to approach you before you pounce on it? Yes, absolutely, Jordan. That is going to be rule one. You're going to want to wear something plaid. You're going to want to put yourself in the woods late at night. Maybe you yell out to some friends that, hey, I'm just going to go into the woods and use the bathroom so that any aliens in the area would know, okay, I'm going to get the jump on him, never realizing that you're laying a trap for them. Now, a lot of your critics claim that the humans who are abducted by aliens don't want to be abducted, and that aliens perhaps do want to be abducted. Are these aliens just trying to get away from other aliens by being abducted by 
say you, a human. Those aliens aren't just pretending to fight. I hear some of them, they say, they say, no, don't abduct me, please. I really want to get back to the ship with all the other aliens. Please stop this. Could you? Oh, well, I guess I'm caught because they know that I have the advantage over them. And one final question, Dan, are you worried that this is going to have some sort of effect on your ability to travel outside of Earth, say for a holiday or vacation? Yes, I am terrified, but not for a holiday or vacation. I feel in my professional capacity as an alien abductor that maybe one day I'll be called off-world to abduct an alien from another place, and I won't be able to get the proper permits because my reputation is just so tainted already. Fantastic. Well, Dan, you have a new book out describing your experiences. Would you like to plug that before we end yes. this interview? It's called Alien Abductions, and that's just the whole title. And I wrote that's just the whole title on there because the publisher didn't seem to think that Alien Abductions was a very good title. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us, Dan. I wish you success, and I hope we see you on a future episode. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. We go now to our public mailbag with our field reporter, Justin DeVoe. Justin? Thanks, Jordan. This is field reporter Justin DeVoe dipping into the public mailbag. You've sent in your comments, you've sent in your questions, and now you get the opportunity to have them read by me to Dan and Jordan themselves. Our first question comes from Nora Hobb from Sioux City, Iowa. She asks, Dan and Jordan, I watch your show every day, and I was wondering, what is it you look like from the waist down? Are you hovering there like some spectral ghosts? Are you centaurs? What's going on down there? That's a great question. Thanks, Nora. I appreciate that you asked it. Well, speaking for myself, I can tell you that for a period of my life, I did have cloven-hoofed legs, but I now boast a pair of cybernetic machine legs. And I am 100% a hologram, from top to bottom. Good question. Thank you, Nora. Uh, this next question comes from uh, Jim Funke. Uh, Jim Funke uh, asks specifically for, uh, for Dan, Hey, you bastard, stop stealing my mail. If I see you outside stealing my mail one more time, I'm going to come out there with a cricket bat and I'm going to beat you to within an inch of your life. I, I think that might have been addressed to the wrong, the wrong person. Oh, um, no, it says Dan Moser, uh, care, of, uh, care of breaking the news. Well, I, still, I, I, he probably meant someone else. There's even a picture of you inside of it. It looks like uh, you're in your underwear, rifling through, uh, it looks like a mailbox of some kind. Thank you, Justin. Our final question comes from Homer Davis. Homer Davis asks, Dan, Jordan, wouldn't it be easier just to make up the news? That way, you don't have to send reporters like Justin DeVoe to research stories. Uh, he goes on to say that uh, if you just made up the stories in-house, you could fire Justin DeVoe and, uh, and wouldn't have to pay him his salary or his health benefits. This viewer will be happy to know that Justin DeVoe is constantly on the cusp of being let go. So, rest assured there, viewer. What? Thank you, Justin. We appreciate your report. Okay. Thanks, guys. We now turn to a segment with our field reporter, Justin DeVoe. 
Justin is going to give us a quick war correspondence segment. Justin, over to you. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Jordan. I'm here outside the local Nifty Mart, where at 7.24 this morning, the Nifty Mart has officially declared war on prices. Uh, negotiations between the Nifty Mart and prices broke down sometime Friday evening. We are seeing massive drops in prices here. We've seen waffle irons for as low as $4.95. Uh, it has caused a, a large product refugee crisis with several products losing their places on the shelves. They are now forced to live in refugee camps, priced to go. Humanitarians have been coming in and out of the Nifty Mart all day, just trying to take a lot of these products out of this war zone and get them home to a safe place. The local Nifty Mart has said this war on prices will, quote, continue because everything must go. Well, this sounds to me like a war of attrition, where Nifty Mart is trying to wear down these prices, and the prices are trying to wear down the, the Nifty Mart. I'm just wondering, who is going to physically collapse first? That's a great point, Jordan. And yes, exactly. A war of attrition is something that people have said about this conflict. Well, this sounds to me like a war of attrition. But in this war, really, it is the management of the Nifty Mart that holds all the cards. There is really no power of negotiation from prices themselves. It really is a gruesome sight down here. Well, hopefully this war comes to a peaceful resolution because this is one of the greatest humanitarian crises of our time. Either of you guys want anything as long as I'm here at the Nifty Mart? I saw toasters for like $4.95. I'll text you a list. Okay, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Justin. Fantastic. Some great reporting there by our field reporter, Justin DeVoe. Incredible. We go now to a public service announcement. Hi, I'm Dan Moser from Breaking the News with Dan and Jordan. And I have been ordered by the court to explain to you the benefits of breathing oxygen. Oxygen is responsible for all life on Earth. Without oxygen in your lungs, you would surely die. But recently, kids, teens, and the youth have all been refusing to breathe oxygen because it's too square, because it's not cool, because some weird guy in a suit on the news show told them to. Well, I'm here to say you should definitely breathe oxygen. It's very important for your young, growing brain to completely saturate itself with oxygen several times per day. One time, I didn't breathe oxygen for more than a week. And when the doctors finally found me, I was forced into me anyway, so you may as well just accept it now. Thank you. It's quite the public service announcement, Dan. I personally have been holding my breath for years. I took a very large inhale of oxygen when I was born. And I have been riding that oxygen wave for 37 years now. Every breath diminishes the, the inhale Every, sorry, every time I speak diminishes the initial breath that I took when I was just a baby. That's why you're very so, careful with your words. Yes, I misspoke there, which is going to cost me quite a bit of my life. Absolutely. So, Jordan, I would just stress that if you don't breathe oxygen, eventually you will die. Although, quick caveat here, even if you do breathe oxygen, you're going to die, so... But for the purposes of this public service announcement, I, Dan Moser... 
fully endorse breathing oxygen as per the request of Judge Schneider. Thank you. Judge Schneider, when he handed down that request, was really, really mad. He got really red in the face, which I believe is a sign of oxygen deprivation. Oh! Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that means he wasn't getting enough oxygen to his brain. That makes sense. Maybe that's why he made such a rash decision in the first place. We're nearing the end of our program, and so I can tell you what you can look forward to next week on Breaking the News with Dan and Jordan. Next week, I will be boxing the Loch Ness Monster in a five-round boxing match, bare-knuckled, for the World Lightweight Championship. I'm really eager to see how the Loch Ness Monster is going to be able to stand on its back two fins and fight you with its front two fins, and also live outside of the water and get enough oxygen into its system even though it has gills to breathe. I'm assuming it's going to get winded very quickly. I think you got this one in the bag, Jordan. I do feel I hold a distinct advantage because the boxing match is supposed to be held on land. Of course, this may change. We may be boxing in the lock, but hopefully it will be in the squared circle on land. You better start training for an underwater belt, my friend, because if you're anything like me, when you try to punch underwater, it's really slow, like much slower than you could punch on land. So you might want to watch for that. I'm also working on a story for next week, too, Jordan. I am working on a story where a local reporter for Breaking the News with Dan and Jordan is out at the store every week buying lottery tickets in the hopes of getting off of this horrible, horrible show. So that should be a great time for all. If I win. Uh, sorry. If the subject of my story wins. Oh, that sounds like some very interesting reporting. I understand that our field reporter has some stories that he's working on as well. Justin, are you there? Yes, yes, I am. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, as we all know, it's been uh, years uh, since the end of the Cold War. But is it about time we had another one? I talked to a group of seniors that say, yes, yes, it is. Do they have a country in mind for the Cold War? As of yet, their plans seem very vague. More just ranting. It was really hard to tell. It was getting kind of close to nap time. So far, some of the contenders uh, that have been put out there have been uh, Finland, Laos, possibly Papua New Guinea, and uh, maybe uh, New Zealand. I have an inside source who has told me that the Bahamas is going to be involved. And I was left asking myself, how can a country so hot be involved in a cold war? I think that's more just wishful thinking on their part. I think it's gotten too hot in the Bahamas, and they're hoping that a Cold War will chill things down a little bit. Unconventional targets, but a war we can all look forward to. And that's all the time we have for this week, so we hope everybody has a great week and stays current with the news. Good night. This has been Breaking the News with Dan and Jordan. 